Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, much to my surprise... Manchester United managed to survive the first leg against Atletico Madrid. You know, first things first is I have to confess to everybody because everybody knows that I lost my faith with Manchester United this season weeks ago. I even said that. I even had an episode declaring that their time was officially over. But, you know... (laughs) It might still be the case because, you know, there's still a second leg to play, which will be at Old Trafford later, uh, next month, I should say. Not later, but next month. Well, it's it's really not that long. It's really not that far away, so I guess we could say a little bit later from now. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I, I, I didn't expect Manchester United to survive that way. You know, I, I, I really believe that Atletico Madrid was going to easily, and I do mean it easily, easily eviscerate Manchester United just like that. You know, I think yesterday I saw that manager of Atletico Madrid, Diego Simeone, announced that both Luis Suarez and Antoine Griezmann will both unlikely be starting this, starting this match. You know, at first I, I was not aware that they were both injured, but then I saw when, when the lineups came out, I said, okay, well, they're on the bench, so I guess, okay, so I guess Diego Simeone has so much faith in the other players, I guess he feels like there's no need to start those two. Or some might say it's because he he believes that Manu is so terrible. He doesn't he can beat Manu without uh, Griezmann and Suarez. I mean, hey, that's possible. I mean, Manu really is uh that bad. But or that or maybe because you know, part of me believes that Diego Simeone is saving is saving those two, you know, for the second leg, which will which will be at Old Trafford, so I don't know exactly the philosophy, the strategy, these tactic ideas that Mr. S- the Mr. C- uh, Simeone is using. Uh, I just know that so far, I mean, Atletico Madrid was honestly the ho- the better team, but you know, Manchester United was just so fortunate enough that Atletico Madrid just could not cash in on their numerous golden chances. You know. I saw the highlights of this match. I tried watching it, but I had some other things going on. But seeing, according to the highlights and everything I saw on Twitter, you know, 
Atletico Madrid was dominating the match in a way. It, it didn't take the, it didn't take them long uh, to get on the board. You know, approximately you know seven minutes into the game, Jao Felix you know put Atletico Madrid up one nothing. And you know, based on how the rest of the game was going, you know, I felt like well, any minute now, if if Manchester United does not find an answer. Atletico Madrid is only going to double the lead, and eventually they can triple it because you know I predicted Atletico winning three to zero. I mean, yeah, that, that that's just how <laughs> that's that that's just how uh, much I've uh, lost I've lost my religion this season with the with the Red Devils. So I mean, what can I say? At the end of the day, what what can I simply say? I mean, I guess you know maybe maybe now I'm underestimating them, but you know. Manchester United, in a sense, kind of did dominate. I mean, they dominated ball possession because they had 63% ball possession. And not only that, but Manchester United had 540 passes, while Atletico Madrid only had 305. But from time, time and time again, my good friend and my mentor, Steve Adams, has explained that just because you have a majority of ball possession, just because you have, you know, a whole lot more passes, you know, it's not going to do you any good if the ball is not finding its way into the back of the net. I mean, Steve has, in fact, explained that crystal clear numerous times because, you know, I'm sure that he has seen the same thing on Twitter because, you know, everybody's saying that, mentioning how this team is dominating from those two categories, but at the same time, those people are not understanding what good does it do to dominate with those two categories if you're not putting the ball in the back of the net. You have to score goals. It's about winning. Basically, at the end of the day, what good does it do if you don't win the game? So, I mean, yeah. Manchester United had a whole lot more passes. They had longer ball possession, okay? But they didn't win. But, I mean, they survived. I mean, that's the way they say they survived because Atletico Madrid kept threatening and threatening and threatening. You know, immediately from the start of the game, Atletico Madrid wasted no time. And as I said when we got started, is that Manchester United was super fortunate that Atletico Madrid just could not capitalize. So, But Manchester United didn't really do a good job of taking advantage of Atletico Madrid's missed chances. You know, you know and I want to take a, a look at the starting lineup. You know, Diego Simeone utilized a 3x5x2 formation. Three defenders, five midfielders, and two uh, forwards, you know. And Ralph Rangnick went uh, with uh, four defenders, two midfielders, three forwards, and Cristiano Ronaldo, not surprisingly, as the sole striker. It was good to see Jane Sancho, you know, on, on one side, and then Marcus Rashford on the, on the other side with Bruno Fernandes in the middle. So seeing Bruno Fernandes playing as a forward was, was pretty nice. You know, we saw Paul Pogba back in the, in the midfield as well, you know, alongside Fred and Harry Maguire, Raphael Varane. Luke Shaw and Victor Lindelof, you know, were both back in the in the backfield, you know, and of course, you know, none other than Mr. David De Gea, you know, guarding the goal, the goal post, well, guarding the net, I should say, but anyway, uh, in my own case, you know, it was difficult, you know, it's still difficult to deal with the fact that Manchester United has all that talent, but the results are just not there, and now the situation with, with Pogba is still unclear because, you know, th this has been going on for three freaking years about, 
Is he going to leave? He's going to stay. He's going to leave. He's going to stay. I mean, at one point we hear that he wants out. And then at one point we hear that he wants to stay. And now we hear that he's willing to stay, but he's not. But he's open to a move. Or that he's open to a move, but he's also opening to stay. I mean, the situation with Paul Pogba, you know, I, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting my hopes up on anything. I mean, if, if there's any updates, I mean, I'll share them. But, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get my hopes up on anything, okay? Because, you know, I always say as a sports writer, I, I have my own quote, don't make predictions that you can't back up, okay? So I'm not going to predict Paul Pogba goes to Paris Saint-Germain. I'm not going to predict that he goes to Real Madrid. I'm not going to predict that he goes back to Juventus, okay? Because I don't know what to expect. I'm going to expect the unexpected, quite frankly, because this whole thing with Paul Pogba, whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to leave, it's been... A back and forth cat and mouse game for over, for over three years now, and you know, quite frankly, it's it's really gotten annoying. So I uh, I really don't want to think about that. So anyway, but going back, uh, now, speaking of the lineups, you know, Thomas Lemar, you know, also you know, started on the bench. You know, Antoine Griezmann and Thomas Lemar were both on the bench. They both got into the game. And speaking of Thomas Lemar, you know, I wonder how he's been doing because you know, there's. You know, going from last year, you know, there's been some injuries, but I haven't heard really much about him lately. I mean, I think uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think he's been doing fine. But I am super curious to know. Uh, but I'm super curious to know uh, how he's been doing lately. I mean, Thomas Lemar, I'm uh, kind of hoping he makes the the French squad for the World Cup uh, this year in Qatar. So. Well, actually, two days ago, according to this source right here, well, yeah, two days ago it said that Lamar was, quote, doubtful for the clash with Manchester United, but just 21 hours ago, that same source had another story saying that because Atletico Madrid midfielder Coque had been officially ruled out, Lamar had been ruled eligible to play, so. Oh, check, check this out. According to the Manchester Evening News, Thomas Lemar warned warned teammates about Paul Pogba ahead of the Champions League tie. I really gotta take a look at that. I mean, Thomas Lemar and Paul Pogba have played alongside each other with international duty. They know each other very well. They have a lot of respect for each other. Thomas Lemar, Paul Pogba, you know, both have done their best, you know, representing their na their native France. They were both part of the squad that won the World Cup, you know, a few years ago in Russia. And you know, here is you know. And, you know, and I'm glad I looked at the scores. You know, here's what Thomas Lemar had to say about Pogba. And I quote, He's leading us all. He's smiling. He's always giving us good advice. Okay, and and, and this, you know, this is from, you know, the 2018 World Cup. And here's a quote. He's a guy who likes to take responsibilities and is doing well in this tournament. I hope it will go on like that for him and us in, in the competition. Yeah, so these are all words, you know, from the World Cup. Like, like I just said, Thomas Lemar and Paul Pogba... We're both on the French squad that won the World Cup, you know, almost four years ago in Russia. So, like I said, these guys know each other very well. So, anyway. So, uh, so as far as I'm concerned, going back to Lamar, uh, I guess he's been, he's been fine. I mean, there's been no uh, ill effects, although he said that he would he would be doubtful. So he came back and didn't hear anything that didn't hear anything about uh, suffering any ill effects. So. Thomas Lemar came back, you know, seemed fine, and hopefully he can stay healthy because I really want Thomas Lemar to be on the French squad. So, 
and uh, before I kind of move on, I want to check on this. You know, see, you know, Antoine Griezmann didn't start this game. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I had heard that he had been injured recently, but I haven't heard anything, uh, really anything about it since. You know, speaking of Antoine Griezmann, you know, had one shot. You know, nearly had a great opportunity to score, but you know, he kicked the ball and, and it hit the goalpost. I'm like. Part of me was kind of, kind of like, damn it, because, you know, I love Griezmann, and, you know, I, it's always good to see him score, so. Yeah, it was good to see, like, you know, several of these French players, you know, play, you know, against each other, you know, Lomar and Griezmann on the Atletico side, and you had Paul Pogba on the Manchester United side, so. It's good, it's, 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 it's good to see all these guys, you know, playing, you know, against each other, but, you know, there's still all that sign of respect, so. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as, you know, according to all this, is Antoine Griezmann doesn't seem to be... Doesn't seem to be injured at all. I mean, I guess he just came back recently. Came back from from an injury. Uh, I actually want to take a deeper look at Atletico Madrid's uh, schedule, you know, before this game and see that he if he has been playing. Uh, let me see. If I can computer, let me pull it up. So before this game, yeah, Atletico Madrid, you know, had a three nothing win on the road in the Liga play against Osasuna. Let's see. Well, Griezmann was not in the starting lineup for that one. He was he was on the, he was on the bench and Lamar actually in that game was not on the bench or on the starting lineup so so Lamar I guess was officially brought back for the game against uh against uh, Manchester United so let's see the other one before and with Atletico Madrid losing at home to Le, to Levante seeing the lineup right there yeah Griezmann was not in that starting lineup either. He was not on the he was not on the bench either. Okay, so recently, Antoine Griezmann did return from an injury, and and I guess uh, in Lomar's case, uh, Anto uh, Thomas Lomar officially returned from injury again in a game against uh, Manchester United, but started off on the bench. So, so quite frankly, as far as Antoine Griezmann and Thomas Lomar go, I can only hope they stay healthy. So, well, best thing to do is hope. So you know, taking a look at these uh, specific stats from this game, you know. A passing accuracy of 82% for Manchester United is pretty decent. You know, 72% for Atletico Madrid. You know, 445 successful passes for Man U of total 14 uh, crosses, but only, th only three were successful. As a matter of fact, I should mention to everybody that both teams only had a total of three successful crosses each. Atletico Madrid had 18 total crosses, while Man U only had 14. So, you know, both uh, players, uh, both sides, you know, having... At least 50 successful duels, and you know, Atletico Madrid playing solid on defense, 16 interceptions, while Man U had eight. You know, man, Manchester United's defense was a bit was a bit resilient. You know, 18 clearances, while Atletico Madrid had 13. David De Gea did not register any saves, but Atletico Madrid's goalkeeper did register at least. You know, did register one. Man, a total of nine yellow cards issued in this game. Oh boy! Oh boy! So, uh, yeah, according to this, you know, and, you know, you know, even though it says that Atletico Madrid missed only one big chance, you know, based on the highlights, I, I saw at least, at least three chances, big chances were missed. I, I guess Goal.com just kind of sees their chances differently than me, but honestly, in my case, I tell you, you know, based on the highlights, you know, I, I went, watched them back and forth, and quite frankly, Atletico Madrid missed at least three big chances, and... And that's what helped Manchester United, you know, stay in the game. According to this, Manchester United didn't didn't miss any chances, but you know, 
until uh, Manchester United really struggled, you know, couldn't really get anything going. But, you know, eventually, eventually, you know, Manchester United found a way to equalize. And and that's why I say, like, Manchester United didn't win, or, or, or nor did they lose. You know, they just survived this first leg. But, you know, now that the second leg is going to be at Old Trafford, you know, believe it or not, in my honest opinion, it's Manchester United that, that's under uh, tremendous pressure. Not because you know, not not because of the away goals rule, because quite frankly, the away goals rule is not going to be in a, is not in effect anymore. So, so it's one on one. So, uh, so in any way, shape, or form, Manchester United has to win has to win the game. The next one. So, if Manchester United was to win the second leg one nothing, I mean they win two to one on, two to one on aggregate. So, if uh, the next game, if it's one one after uh, after regulation, the game will go in extra time and. If it has to go to penalty shootouts, then so be it. I mean, because you know, like I said, it's on aggregate, but the away goals rule is does not exist anymore. I mean, I don't know if I said it doesn't exist. It might come back, as far as I know, but I don't know. Uh, all I can tell you is, you know, from a guaranteed standpoint, is that the aggregate rule is not in effect. So, yeah, you know, a couple of facts about this game, you know. Bruno Fernandez, who actually provided the assist to Manchester United's uh, tying goal, you know, Bruno Fernandez is the first player in Champions League history to register an assist in six consecutive appearances while playing for an English club, and that record was, you know, so he breaks the record. You know, like I said, first player in Champions League history to to have an assist in six six consecutive appearances for an English club, and that breaks a record that was previously held by David Beckham. Well, I mean, David Beckham held that record, you know, since 1998. So, so congratulations to uh, Bruno Fernandez and Anthony Ilanga, the 19-year-old uh, sensation, you know, who scored the who scored the the tying goal, the equalizer for Manchester United. You know, he scored Manchester United's 500th goal in Champions League play. So. I mean, the only the only teams that have more uh, Champions League goals than Manchester United would be Real Madrid with a th- with one thousand and one, Bayern Munich seven hundred and sixty, and Barcelona with six hundred and twenty four. That's incredible, absolutely incredible. And man, I tell you, Anthony Ilanga, you know, for him to score, you know, the, the equalizer and the way he scored it was just. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, the whole the way Manchester United set up the goal, it was just absolutely incredible. You know, Bruno Fernandez, you know, takes a pass from another player, and then Bruno Fernandez immediately makes the pass. Anthony Ilanga just beats the defender, and then beats the Atletico goalkeeper, and just scores in such a beautiful fashion. I would strongly encourage you to go on YouTube and watch the highlight if you haven't already. You know, and, and speaking of Anthony Ilanga, you know, he was the guy that missed, you know, the only penalty in the shootout in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough. So, you know, Anthony Ilanga had been waiting for a chance to make up for his mistakes. And, you know, in, in the previous, uh, in the latest Premier League game for Manchester United when uh, they were on the road to take on Leeds, you know, Anthony Ilanga, you know, scored the, fi- the fourth goal for Manchester United in the 88th minute to seal the deal. So, you know, that game against Leeds United when Man U had a 2 nothing lead and, and then blew it in less than a freaking minute and oh boy I mean I'm still you know I saw the goosebumps from that game but you know but Anthony Ilanga really a player you know was was hoping for this opportunity and so and, you know and he actually he started actually you know not long ago he started the game against uh, on the road against Brighton you know d- didn't play the entire game but he was but he was a starter 
Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think, you know, his chances of getting more playing time, you know, could be coming. I mean, the game, the game not long ago against Southampton, he was a substitute, but he came on the game. So, so I really believe uh, Anthony Ilanga, you know, as long as, you know, keeps up the good work, you know, he's going to get more opportunities and he's got to take advantage of the opportunities. So, you know, with all the players, you know, with like Jane and Sancho, who got, you know, the offseason, you know, who hasn't really produced well so far and... Kind of, it kind of seems like all the big signings for Manchester United lately have not been working out. I mean, Ronaldo hasn't worked out the best. So I mean, it's just you know spending all that money and then not getting the results that we're looking for. It's it's really quite quite frustrating to be honest. But we don't we, we don't need to get too deep into that. So now I want to take a look at you know, Manchester United's schedule moving forward this Saturday on the uh, play at home against Watford. You know. And, Next, in uh, March 6th, uh, March 6th, that's going to be a tough one. March 6th, you know, they got, they, on the road, you know, on, on the other side of Manchester to take on Manchester City before playing at home against Tottenham. And then after that, March 15th is the game against, is the second leg against Atletico Madrid at Old Trafford. So, and then after that, on the road against Liverpool. So, <laughs> Manchester United has a very tough road ahead, but, you know, this is why I really felt like their time was over, but, you know. I'm really hoping that the team can prove me wrong. So, as far as uh, the Champions League goes, I mean, the second leg, anything can happen. But Manchester United has a chance, and all I can say is I hope they prove me wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see y'all next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.